Well, good morning, everybody. It's here, beautiful, beautiful May morning, early spring. And uh, I have been looking forward to uh, continuing on in the book of Ezra. And I uh, hope you've been enjoying it, too. If you're brand new to the podcast, uh, we launched this podcast uh, specifically on the book of Ezra here some sessions ago. We are currently today going to be taking up Ezra 6. And I wanted to uh, continue on in that. It's a very blessed thing to take up this portion of Scripture. And as I said in prior podcasts, why... Um, it is an encouraging portion. It's an encouraging portion for the day that we live in to understand Ezra, and hopefully we can take up Nehemiah as well in the day that we live in because of of uh, everything that's going on. I hope you're doing well. Um, it's been it's been an interesting week in terms of uh, getting some uh, internet issues solved here, and it's amazing how we rely on technology as it is. But uh, at the same time, this allows us to get out and uh, be encouraged by one another via the technology. It's a good thing for that perspective. But I'd like to take up, if you have your Bible with you, and certainly, you know, I have to have my coffee in front of me too. Because, um, you know, nothing like a dark, bold, black coffee, um, in my opinion. I wanted to go over uh, Ezra chapter six. Now, before we do, I wanted to go over a little bit of where we are because uh, it's very important to see that up until now, this remnant of Jews have come out of Babylon, right? And we had mentioned earlier that in God's timing, you know, he said, you know what, you of all those hundreds of years, you have let, um, you've let the land not have its Sabbaths, right? And so that's why he says, I'm going to carry you all out of there. And for 70 years, the land's going to have rest, the the, the, Israel, uh, the whole Palestine, Israel area. And so particularly the 10 tribes were carried out. We could recall that. They were carried out by Assyria. And then about 60, 70 years later, the two tribes, Judah and Benjamin, were carried away by Babylon. Now, you could read the book of Daniel, and the book of Daniel is, uh, Daniel finds by reading Jeremiah that there's only going to be 70 years that they're going to be away, and then God is going to bring back a remnant coming back to uh, back to Jerusalem. And so that's what we've been taking up here is the remnant in Jerusalem that have come back. And we found out, too, that after the first couple chapters of Ezra here, why they were all excited about putting the altar on its bases and getting things established, and they started building the, the tabernacle, and then the enemy came along, right? The enemy comes along to discourage. We talked about how the enemy comes along to discourage, and they got discouraged. They reported, they tattletailed on them, and they got discouraged, and they left off building the tabernacle for about 14, 15 years or so. We also took up how um, Haggai and Zechariah had come as prophets and said, why are you living in glorious houses, sealed houses, as Haggai says, why are you living in those beautiful houses and the house of God lays waste? And so it's interesting to see that. And so now we're coming over here to uh, Ezra 6, and we found out last time that uh, they wrote another letter. The enemy wrote another letter, 
to the current king, uh, uh, Artaxerxes. Okay, I'm yeah. Uh, sorry, back up. Uh, that's Ezra five to Dar Darius, Darius, however we say it, and to have a search made. To have a search made. Is it true? Is it true that that the king did order? Um, did the king did order uh, the temple to be built? Is that true? And so we mentioned last time, last uh, last podcast, the fact that they made a very, very true statement. And they actually disclosed some wonderful things that the elders had mentioned to them, too, that's not disclosed in the record earlier in, in chapter 5. So we mentioned last time how the enemy reports on us. The enemy is viewing us. The enemy tattletales on us. Sometimes it's false, but sometimes it can be true. And that leaves the question of what can I be convicted of, right? What, what things of God can I be convicted of? Interesting question. Anyway, we get to chapter 6, Ezra chapter 6 here. And I'm not going to read the whole letter. You can read it for yourself. But in Ezra 6 verse 1, Then Darius the king made a decree, and search was made in the house of the rolls, uh, or the archives, where the treasures were laid up in Babylon. And there was found at Ekmetha in the palace that is in the province of the Medes, a roll, and therein was a record thus written. In the first year of Cyrus the king, the, the same Cyrus the king made a decree concerning the house of God at Jerusalem. Let the house be builded, number one, the place where, the, where they offered sacrifices, number two, and let the foundations, which is number three, therefore be strongly laid, the height thereof three score cubits and the breadth thereof three score cubits with three rows of great stones and a row of new timber and let the expenses be given out of the king's house. And also let the golden and silver vessels of the house of God, which Nebuchadnezzar took forth out of the temple, was at Jerusalem and brought into Babylon. He restored and brought again unto the temple, which is at Jerusalem, every one to his place, and placed them in the house of God. So we now have um, verse 8. Uh, verse 7, let the work of the house of God alone. Isn't that beautiful? Verse 8, Moreover, I make a decree that ye shall do to the elders of the Jews for the building of this house of God, that the king's goods, even the tribute beyond the river, forthwith expenses begin to these men, that they be not hindered. And then he gives a decree that anybody that, that uh, uh, stops or hinders this work, that this house be torn down, let them be hung by the very timbers that his house is being torn down on. And verse 12, this is the last part of this uh, letter from Darius. And the God that hath caused his name to dwell there, destroy all kings and people, and that, and sh that shall go to their land to alter and to destroy the house of God which is at Jerusalem. I decree, Darius, have made a decree, let it be done with speed. You know, it's interesting, there's a lot of things written here by Darius. And first off, I, I think it's very interesting. They actually had libraries. They actually had a library, apparently, libraries where all these rolls were, were stored. And so the challenge was given by these governors on the other side of the river to say, go, go search and see if this, this is true. Go see if this is actually true. And so I just, I can't imagine they, you know, they didn't have the Dewey Decimal System, right? Um, and so they're going through these dusty rolls, no doubt. And they find in one of the rolls that Darius had, or I'm sorry, uh, Cyrus, uh, 
Cyrus had made a decree. And interesting enough, God's word also grants that too. And I was I was thinking this morning, I was doing a little study. I'm like, man, where where is that found? Where is that found in scripture? And lo and behold, it's the first chapter of our book. <laughs> Turn back to Ezra chapter one. Oh my, you know, sometimes the answer is sitting right underneath your thumbs, right? Uh, Ezra one, verse one. Now in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, and the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled. The Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, that he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom and it put it on writing saying, thus saith Cyrus, king of Persia, the Lord God of heaven hath given me all the kings of the earth. He has charged me to build a house at Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Interesting. So there is the proclamation by Cyrus that God was going to use him to bring back the children of Israel and give there to be a place for God to be worshipped, that he could place his name there. Now, I'd like to talk a little bit about what is the difference between the time that the children of Israel, the children of Judah in this time, were carried away and the time that they came back. And there's a very, very distinctive uh if you want to use dispensation of things that took place on the world stage. Solomon and prior to that, David, they had, uh, God had it that the world would be blessed um, and certainly influenced heavily by the children of Israel or the nation Israel. Okay. And that was so for many, many years. And we've, you can read back in the accounts of David and Solomon and even latter kings, there was, there was a certain amount of, um, of control and influence that, the world, that they had on the world and the kingdoms at that time. However, they gave themselves over to idols. I can't tell you here later in life as I'm studying this, I can't tell you all the accounts that God says about but they gave themselves over to idols. But they gave themselves over to idols. And I think it's tremendous to see this is, I, I would love to even see a word search done, is how many times does God reference Israel and or Judah in giving themselves over to idols? And because of that, that is why they were carried off into Assyria. The 10 tribes were carried into Assyria. Later, the two tribes are carried off into Babylon. Now, you can find now in the book of Daniel, Daniel's a pivotal book in the Old Testament. It unfolds a lot of things. And what we find is that the times of the Gentiles starts up. God has now given control to the Gentiles on the world stage. And that's why you have, you have the four kingdoms listed in, in the book of Daniel. It's important to see this. Israel no longer has the preeminence that they once had given to the fact that they are over into idolatry. Well, now it's time for a sip of coffee. But I will say this, there is a day, and we can read about that in some of the prophecies, that there will be a day when the true King of Kings and Lord of Lords will come back and destroy his enemies and Israel, again, will be reigning with him as an earthly uh, earthly company. It's beautiful to see it. 
it will happen. It's a beautiful thing. But for the time being, so for uh, the last, what, 2,500 years or so, the last 2,500 years, that is called the times of the Gentiles. And there will be a day when the times of the Gentiles will be taken away, and the Lord himself, blessed be his name, the Lord himself is going to again rule and reign in righteousness on the earth. thought I'd just bring that up is there is a distinction of difference between the times of that Israel had in terms of influence in the world and their reign over the world that God gave them at that time and also the times of the Gentiles which sprang up because Israel gave themselves over to idolatry. And again, all of that is found in some of the books. Jeremiah, you would find it. Daniel would find it. And a few other books, you would find it as well. So this is the, the letter coming back from uh, the king saying, let him alone. Cyrus says, let him alone. Put the temple bill on my account, on the king's account, and don't get in the way. And then that beautiful thing to see. I just want to take a moment here for our own lives. Do we look into what God's promises are? Do we see what God's promises are? Or do we look into the book, if you would say, and let's just stop, and I'm going to jump on over to one of those promises. It's good to, it's good to look into the scrolls, so to speak, just like they did at that time. And I'm going to jump back here to the book of Colossians, right? That's a little, this little chapter has been certainly a favorite of mine there, Colossians 3. If ye then be risen with Christ, the first verse, Colossians 3, 1. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. And set your affection, verse 2, set your affection on things above, not on things of the earth. You can find some of these truths some of these truths for you and I as believers, we can search the scrolls and we too can find promises given specifically for us. And in our day today, our things are had to do with heavenly. And it's a beautiful thing to see. What are those heavenly blessings? What does Christ mean to me? And that's why it is so important to get a hold of these things, to search the scrolls just like Cyrus uh, or Darius, rather, why he instructed them to go search the rolls. We too can find out where is Christ precious to me? What aspect of it is he precious to me? Do you know that he is looking forward to being with you if you know him as your Savior? Do you anticipate, have you considered exactly how much he looks forward to seeing you face to face? How much he would want to hug you and hold you? It's an amazing thing. It's an amazing thing to see his desire to have his bride with him. And the, given the fact that he purchased you with his own blood, that's what's an amazing thing. His desire to see you. Do you get a hold of it? You can search the scrolls, so to speak. You can search the scriptures, particularly in the Paul's doctrines and in Timothy, in uh, Peter's doctrine, too, right? The writings of Paul, Peter, James, Jude, and even John. You'll find the fact that the Lord himself has revealed to us these things, and so we look into them to find out 
what are they for myself today? So there have been many things that we have been taking up in Ezra. This latest one is a reaffirmation by the king, by a king, a Gentile monarch, that God would have his place here on earth with those Jews there in Jerusalem. And so it's beautiful to see even the heart of the king is turned towards God's people. This also begs the question, this also begs the question, there are seasons, there are days when a kingdom discriminates against those that believe in God. And then there are days that the kingdom actually uh, prospers under those that believe in God. Isn't that beautiful? And there's two sides of the coin. And here in the United States, we have been having a, uh, a quite a long time of, of prosperity and freedom, uh, and we have enjoyed that, but we are following the exact same path that Israel followed, and that is we're taken up with idols. And because we're taken up with idols, at some point God says, that is enough. And so just a question for you. We're going to sign off now, but here's a question for you. Where in prophecy do we see the United States? Oh, we see in prophecy, we see where Russia fits. We see where Turkey fits. We see where Egypt fits. We see where the ten nations of Europe fit. We see all these things, but where does this powerhouse, the United States, fit in terms of prophecy? And I don't know that answer. But the good news is God has unfolded what we need to know, and he also is going to send his son back to this earth to have his own throne, and that's coming in a very soon day. Isn't that beautiful? He's going to have his own throne. So that's a few thoughts there that the king is giving um, the ability for the people of, of God, these little remnant, as weak as they are, to continue to build towards the name and the honor of the Lord uh, of God or Jehovah at that time. It's a beautiful thing to see that the king does offer that. But there can come a time when the king doesn't offer that and turns against people of God. And it happens, it's happened over and over and over throughout the history of man. So as we all wait for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, may this be an encouragement to search these scrolls as we come through Ezra and in other places to find out where God would bless us and how we can be dependent upon him. That's what we're going to read next time. We're going to read about dependence. Dependence. And so with that, I'm loving to see you, continuing to see you on all the different podcast platforms that you can find on. We're, we're finally now over on the Google Podcast that has arrived over there, the Common Thoughts of Christ, on Facebook and YouTube and Spotify, as well as Amazon. We're thankful for prayers of those on behalf of getting the Word of God out. We continue to pray for this matter. And you can always reach me over at commonthoughtsofchrist.com. Email mark at commonthoughtsofchrist.com. And so with that, I look forward to seeing you as we continue to study the book of Ezra to see how God continues to unfold his ways for these people. With that, we'll be in touch.